ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another version, another episode of Colt's Coffee and Conversation. My name is Carl. And I'm Holly. I'd like to welcome you back to another exciting, exciting episode that we have for you today. We're talking once again about Wild Wild Country. Yes, and this is the final episode. The final episode. Of the documentary. The documentary, yes. It's been it's been a journey so far. Yes. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of likes, dislikes. Yes, and we're going to uh, find out more about that and wrap this up. Well, actually, we're going to have one more episode after our yes, wrap-up. Yes, the wrap-up show. But tonight, we are going to talk about episode six. Yes, episode six. But before we get into that, we must do our disclaimer. We are just normal, standard human beings. We are Joe and Jane Smith. We have regular jobs. We do not hold degrees in any theology or anything of that nature. So, that's done. Let's care to dive in. Well, before that, we have to talk about what we're drinking with our uh, coffee. Oh, well, I have my delicious juniper latte, two <laughs> pumps, not four, because to me it's the perfect amount. But uh, what are you drinking, Holly? I'm having a hot toasted... White mocha? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. All right, okay. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right, here we go. So, uh, well, real quick, before we get into it, if you have not watched it... I don't know why you wouldn't have watched it, but if you haven't watched it, we recommend that you do, so you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. But uh, if you haven't, we'll do our best to do a describe to describe everything. But this episode goes back and forth so many times through so many different people that it's going to be a little bit. I don't want to say dicey, but it's a it, it just goes back and forth so much. So. Please bear with us. Yes, we're going to try to Would keep you... everything so you'll know who's speaking and who is is doing what. Yeah, so you'll bear with us, but uh, let's go. You ready to go on that journey? I am ready. Let's take a get. Let's take a walk, a walk down wild, wild country. So the episode begins, and of course, what do we first thing we see is the plane taking off. That's right, the Bhagwan is trying to escape. Now. During this time, you see a, a Swami uh, coming into here, and he says that, you know, they're talking about how, if you were listening to the previous episode, where he realized, he said, oh, shit, that's not good. Pardon the language, but that's verbatim. This is when he finally takes off, and the commune and the community just found out that he loaded a plane and he's taken off. So, so what they started doing is they started to uh, try to get a hold of the airplanes while it's in the air. Now, Swami feels that the uh, communication was being blocked by the government. Yes. They tried to to call the plane, as they said it, for four hours. Hasio was saying for four hours. And I'm not sure how you would call a plane in those days. I don't know how we would do it today, actually. We would have to do it through the FCC. Probably through the radio. No, maybe that's it's a good some, Maybe they have some kind of a radio someone who does radio communications but anyway they weren't able well, to get an tower. answer they, were yeah. able, they gotta have a exactly. tower if they have an airport so they were blocking the communications yeah they're blo- that's what that's what he was saying now they're saying that where he would, there was a guess on where they was heading to and the closest place they would head to would be bermuda why well for two reasons one it's warm and two there's no extradition in bermuda the planes that took off there's actually two of them now, they don't know which plane is holding the Bhagwan. There's, like I said, there's two planes. One lands in Salt Lake City, Utah to refuel, and the other one lands in Pueblo, Colorado to fuel up as well. What happens is once they have already left those two areas, they both begin to head over to 
Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, during yeah. this time, you see the government scrambling to trying to figure out where they're actually going to, and they realize that, Robert, we were realizing that the closest place they would probably be able to refuel that made the most sense would be Charlotte. So they gather up all the state troopers that they could find, the FBI, and also local police to, to make the arrest. Now, why would they have such a force just for a couple of airplanes or jets with a few people in it? Well, because the possible heavy armament that they did carry. Yeah, because they came from a place that was heavily weaponized. Absolutely. And also this is the this is the man. This is their leader. This is their this is their god. So of course they're gonna protect him at all costs. So anyway what happens is they land the plane around two AM and they were correct, it was at Charlotte. What happened was is that I guess when they landed they were at the wrong terminal though. So they ended up running heading towards it to make sure that they were able to get to the plane before anybody disembarked. Right, they, they actually told them, you know, they told the pilots to go to a certain area where they have, were staged, yeah. but they didn't. They were going to some other uh, hangar. Hangar, some other hangar, And yeah. they, they ended up having to uh, run over to them, yeah, and basically. they stopped them. Yeah, so what happened is they surrounded the plane, and the good thing was no shots were fired. Now, when they boarded the plane, they found the Bogwan, and now he was hiding behind a seat. What they able to find besides the bog one was a total of uh, $55,000 in cash, a lot of guns, boxes of jewelry, and of course his infamous throne. During this time they're making the rest obviously he's making large news. You see Mishanti B pop up right on screen and she was describing on what they were watching because obviously it was international news. Right now she uh, remember she was in Germany with yeah, the group in, in the a group. Mm-hmm. pension, which is a vacation hotel yes. in the Black Forest, yes, which is in southern Germany, mm-hmm. fifty miles from Switzerland. Yes, the episode prior, it was they were afraid to do a, a separate arrest. They were trying to arrange it to make a two arrests at the same time, make it so they, if it was on television, the group would be able to pack up and run. And yeah, it they were in shock just looking at it on television saying, oh my gosh, there's the Bogwan and he's in chains walking with the federal, uh, with the federal, federal mar- authorities, yeah, the federal yeah authorities. marshals. Yeah. And then the next thing you know... The, the knock at the door. While they're watching the story, you know, the FBI and the German secret police were at their door with warrants for their arrest. And the warrants for for three people specifically, Sheila, Mishanti B, and Mom Prem Puja. And now that was for the for the attempted murder of the Bhagwan's doctor. Now, during this time, now obviously the Bhagwan is now in chains. The Bhagwan is now indicted by the state of Oregon. It is actually official. They finally got their hands on him because they were... In the previous it was episode. a secret indictment. They wouldn't tell anybody what it was. That's correct. If you listen to the previous episode, there was a secret indictment. You are correct. And they were trying to figure out how they were going to infiltrate and get inside the ranch to actually get their hands on the Bogwan. Without having a major Without having a war. conflict. Because, yeah. remember, they were thinking of a Jonestown situation. So this is what happens, is they have him in jail. You see that uh, during this time, he becomes a local celebrity because... You know, they, well, he was the biggest prisoner they ever had. He was the biggest prisoner they ever had, and you see them that some of the uh, locals are selling T-shirts. You know, oh, they'll make a buck off of anything, of right? <laughs> and the most popular is show the news story that that a couple of people in a diner are saying that well, if he's not breaking any laws, I don't see why he can't do what it. it is freedom of religion. I think it's what it was. But the other Something one, of that nature. Then, yes. Yeah, and then there was another guy's like, wow, I'm fascinated by his wealth. I mean, ninety-four Rolls Royces. That's amazing. That's astounding. You know, during this time, of course. Since he obviously he's an international, apparently an international uh, celebrity. Celebrity, 
course, flowers are going to be coming, and flowers do show up to the jail, even yeah, to even the chief sent, of police. That's they right. They because did. Because uh, they were taking such good care they of the said it looks. Worm. It looked like a flower shop. It looked like a flower shop. And they were beautiful flowers. Those were nice arrangements. The Bogwan himself, uh, they were asking the chief of police about how he is. He says he's a, he's a fantastic inmate. Uh, he moves very little. He also is using earplugs to block out the noise of the prison. He eats vegetarian meals, which they do give him. And, of course, 24-hour nurses... And medical attention, so it looks like he's in the medical ward. Right. Or the so medical he, unit, we've always, we've suspected that he was failing in his health. Yes, he was. So then, of course, it pans over to, to Swami. Now, he says, uh, you know, his first mind is, I need to get him out, because obviously he's in jail. So then, of course, during this time as he's heading over there, of course, the Bhagwan is, once again, is a celebrity. They have him in cuffs, so guess what? It's time to do an interview. So, of course, they do an interview with him. Now, the interview is from the news media. It's from the news media. That is correct. And he is in jail. And they asked him about, you know, is it awkward and embarrassing? And he says, it's absolutely awkward and embarrassing. I'm absolutely innocent. I have, I have not done any crime. He feels that uh, the Constitution will help him and his commune. Of course, Swami shows up and he says that during this time when he's preparing for all of this, you got to spend a lot of time with him, and he because felt he was renewed. the only yes, and he was the only sannyasin who could go in there because he was, he was lawyer. the lawyer. He was an he was a lawyer. So he he would sit on the floor. The Bhagwan would sit, sit on, on the, the chair, chair in the lawyer's quarters or or, or the meeting room. Where yes, we have. Uh-huh. yeah, and he would be there feeling renewed. Yeah, he was there for yeah. hours and hours and mm-hmm. hours with him. So the official indictment is his immigration fraud because he uh, lied about the reasons for being in the country. And then also uh, the arrange of the uh, the sham marriages. Now let's talk about his lying about his reasons for staying yeah. in the United States. So yeah. the first thing he came over as a dissident. That's correct. The next thing he changed it is a religious worker. For a religious worker, that's correct. Okay, so now the religious worker, why wouldn't that stay with? The, why wouldn't he still have that protection? Well, because he decided to kill that religion. Remember, he said if the first time in human history a religion has died. So therefore, that just erased every reason for him to actually be in the United States. Okay, so and we were thinking about if he had a 501c3. Oh, yeah. And that that would protect him under the law. But if it was now no longer a religion, that would go away. Yes, that's correct. When he's talking about the indictment, uh, on details of the indictment, uh, Swami says that uh, everything was about Sheila, but nothing about... Well, he says Osho, but we're just, you know, the Bhagwan. Now, if he was not a guru, then they would have just put uh, a decent bail and then would let him go. But since he was a, a, a guru, they treated him differently. I take difference to that. Hmm. Swami says that anybody else, they would have just gotten a bail and they would have been released. But mm. you see, what he doesn't realize, he realizes, he doesn't want to say he was fleeing the country. He, A, had the money. Yeah. B, he had the resources. He mm. had it all set up. He was a flight risk. They're not going to allow someone bail that's a flight risk. Good point. That's a great point. And, of course, this is what he was facing. He was facing uh, 175 years in prison. And three hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines. Right, and that would be a big flight risk. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Because he already was already in in flight when they arrested yes. him. So of course uh, Swami throws it on to saying that we're dealing with a more of a political issue than anything else. Which I do else. agree, it was a political. To thing. a certain extent, yes. I do. Yes, but all this is the reason why. It's, my feelings towards this is that you created this mess 
and now you try to run from the mess, and now you got to pay the piper, and now you're like, oh, oh and by I'm the just... way, Sheila's not there to help you. Yeah, right? And she's not there to help you, or protect you, or give advice. You're surrounded by yes men. Okay, so now, of course, it changes over to Robert Weaver. Now, Robert Weaver, of course, obviously is the lawyer. Now, uh, he's... He's uh, an attorney general, He's the attorney he? general, yes. He was charged with multiple crimes. This is what he, he's saying in regards to this after he was saying that... Uh, Swami was saying, well, this is just a political thing. This is Robert Weaver saying he's charged with multiple crimes. He tried to flee the U.S. He abandoned all of his followers. And he was aware of the charges... And he fled before he got caught. That was his. That that was him. Now, also, it's in in an interview that they did show him from 1985. Still, Robert Weaver saying that three days after the indictment was returned by the grand jury, he leaves the ranch for the first time in four years and flies across the country in the middle of the night. So yeah, what do you what what do you expect the government to think? So then, of course, it pans over back to Sheila. Now, remember, like I said, guys, this is going back and forth. So there's so much going on so quickly that you have to really pay attention to what's yeah, so going on. So Sheila's in Germany. Yes. And all three, that means Shanti B, Sheila, and uh, Pooja. Uh, my my friend Pooja, Pooja, who was the, the nurse lady who gave out the drugs to the uh, street people's beer and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So uh, all three of them were housed in the same cell. Yes, they were in the same cell. And, of course, they're in Germany. And obviously, remember the episode before, they did that big, huge story on that magazine. Stern Magazine. Stern Magazine. And they sold so many copies. So what do you think she was doing in jail? Signing Signing autographs. autographs. And those signing autographs were on those posed nude 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 photos photos of of Sheila. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, of course. So, of course, uh, um, she was doing that, but then Mishanti B shows up and pops up into the screen and says, Once the NFI showed up, the shackles came on, and we were handed over from the German uh, special police to the FBI. Now, their indictment, this is what it was, all three of them, for attempted murder in the first degree, that's one of the charges, a conspiracy to commit murder, arson and illegal wiretapping now of course they're talking to they're already in u.s custody uh william gary who's my favorite human being of this entire fantastic play as they say he has those nice little jabs but he's so professional it's just it's smooth delivery he says that it struck it struck him how unimposing and small she was he assumes that sheila answered the questions honestly and uh, complete forthcoming but he did notice that there was no traces of shame or remorse he left thinking that sheila had no empathy at all and this quote really sums it up which i made my eyebrows raise every time i heard it if she spent the rest of her life in jail it would not be an excessive sentence so he really thinks well remember he was the one who said in the beginning was it pure evil yeah, it was it was a pure evil. It was a pure evil. So yes. So he he's got a really I like his way of words. So anyway, so back to back to the Bogwan. So of course they have him in North, they have him in Charlotte, but of course he's a prisoner. Where is he needed to be in? Oregon. So they got to get him to Oregon. Well, guess what? The government decided to have a little. I I think the government decided to have a little. Well, I think they decided to have some fun with him. Looking at this, it looked like it was on purpose, but you know. Stranger things have happened. Of course, he leaves Charlotte, North Carolina. Then he goes to Springfield, Missouri. Now, this is on an uh, airplane. Mm. It's on a jet, and it's on Con Air, as we would put it. It's the Marsh- U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals, yeah. Have, they have a network of jets that they move prisoners around the country. They do. Well, here, here's his little trip. First, he goes to Springfield, Missouri. 
Then he goes to Oklahoma City. Then he goes to Glendale, Arizona. Then he goes to Long Beach. Then he goes to Vanderburg Air Force Base. Then he goes to Sacramento. And then, for some strange reason, they fly over Portland to go to Seattle, Washington. And then they show up to Portland, Oregon. Now, during his nice little travel, that was a three-week process, by the way. So obviously, And every time he lands, mostly he has to get off of the plane and goes the through the walk. whole process of the chain walk, getting patted down, getting in a new cell. I mean, it's it's the whole process. Yeah, and one, well, one of the things was that he was placed with an inmate with contagious herpes. That was delightful to see. But after all that, they meant that he was ready to surrender. So the government used loopholes against him to kind of mess with him. Well, also I wanted to mention, too, they knew his medical condition because obviously they had nurses and everything checked out in the first holding place that they had him in in North Carolina, in Charlotte. So they knew his conditions. They would have to, part of the rules also, as I read on this Conair jet network that the marshals have, you have to have the right medications and everything has to be in order in order to go onto the airplane. Right, and that's just exhausting alone. That, well, so they knew his medical. Yeah. Okay, number one. And number two, they are chained up in, on the seats. There's no... There's no lounging. No, there's no lounging. There's no food that's... It's in a first-class flight, baby. Yeah, the food (laughs) there is bologna sandwiches, cookie, milk, you know, simple, like child lunchbox food pretty much and they're very uncomfortable and there's nothing to entertain them so this is really wear someone down yes i i believe so i believe so so yeah so of course swami shows up and of course sheila's looking at poisoning to officials burning down the wasco county office now these are her these are her charges that that swami's talking about okay here's his concern swami's main concern is this is that if sheila did all this because mind you he doesn't know all this which well, I'll keep that comment to myself for the close-up show. If Sheila did all this, uh, she could testify against uh, Bhagwan, and, but he, of course, obviously says Osho the entire time, but we all know it's Bhagwan, uh, that the Bhagwan would be set on trial. But Sheila says... Sheila says that she never intended to bargain for her freedom by turning against the Bhagwan. Yeah, because she she's said, still... Loves him. Yes, and she said she knew she had to face her own misery. She had to face her own misery, that's correct. So, of course, we have the guilty pleas. All three of them plead guilty. First, Sheila, she pleads guilty. Uh, she gets four and a half years in jail with $469,000 in fines. And then when she is released from jail, she is to leave the U.S. Now, Mishanti B, she gets 10 years in prison. And uh, Now, mind you, all this is federal time. This is not... In state prison, this is federal prison. During this time, when you talk about Shanti B and her sentencing, uh, Peter, her son, uh, visits him, and then she sees the pain that she. Now Peter's about a teenager, isn't he? I think he's a teenager. Yeah, and he's still still, he's still at the ranch. Yeah, he's still at Rajneesh Purim. Yeah, he's still at Rajneesh Purim because he only she only left with her daughter. She saw the the pain in his eyes and that it was the seed that planted. This is her words that the seed was planted uh, to break the spell. And we'll get into that little phrase uh, later on. Now, of course, uh, Ma Aman Puja, uh, she gets four and a half years in prison. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, four and a half years in prison and three years of probation. She also pleads guilty. And she does plead so guilty. So all of this sounds like they were uh, plea deals. They're all. That's what it sounds like. And yeah, they didn't go to trial. They did not go to trial at all. No, they did not go to trial. Now, they're done 
good to go. They're all locked up. That takes care of the three ladies. Now it's time about the man himself, Bhagwan. Now, of course, the Swami, he's the lawyer. And this is what he tells him. If you fight this, you'll be in court for six weeks and win. But they will keep coming after you no matter what. Now, he recommends a deal for him to leave. And okay, of course, but before that, they had three attorneys. Yes, they did That were special attorneys. They were not sannyasins. They no. were just professional attorneys yes. in that field of law. And they all said that the government had a very weak case. They did. And hence why the Bhagwan was thinking, well, maybe I should fight it. I will fight it all the way to the Supreme Court. Yes. And he said, but... But then, yeah, but Swami just said, well... What you said, it was going to be a six-week trial. It's going to be a six-week yeah. trial, this is that. Of course, you know, he said that he would take it all the Supreme Court, which you are correct, but his body just couldn't take it. So that three-week plane ride really, really well, took his Well, yeah, in fact, one of the attorney generals said that's when he surrendered yeah. because of that journey. That journey, that's only three weeks. Okay, so now it's phased to Robert Weaver. Now, Robert Weaver obviously is representing the, uh, the state of Oregon. Now, he talks about the aura inside the uh, the courtroom and he said it was very dark and they were sending all those dark vibes towards him now, so you who see was in the sending court the, the the sannyasins that were actually inside the courtroom so there was a bunch of sannyasins that went to the courtroom he went to the trial that is correct and of course they're just standing and now he, of course obviously during this time they didn't have anything recording it was all just drawings court, yeah the, the court artists the court artists now they show the the artists the the drawings and, of course, you see him all with their evil looks staring at him while he's, you know, putting the, the everybody on trial. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was sending, him, sending it up his spine. Up his spine, that's correct. Now, the court artist was saying that the aura was only matched when she was in the presence of the Ayatollah Khomeini. Now, if you guys don't know who the Ayatollah Khomeini is, Google it. That guy, you, you see his picture, he's pretty scary. They actually kind of look alike. No, think about it. <laughs> well... No, yeah. uh, he was from uh, Iran. Yeah, yeah. Iran. Okay. All right. So, so anyway, back to focus. The Bogwan, uh, he has, he does plead guilty now. Because they made a deal. Because they made a deal. That's correct. Now his, there's no jail time here. He's basically is he's leaving the country. That's what the whole plan was in the beginning to get rid of him. So of course he does leave the country. Uh, now he goes literally straight from the courthouse, straight to the airport, onto a plane, and he is gone. And his quote was saying at the end, I will never return to the U.S. I have one thing to say. Yes. After this, outside the court, they were all talking. The the media was out there interviewing the attorneys and everything, what was going on. And one of the questions was from an anchorman who was viewing this to, I guess it was to the attorney general. and said, yeah, It was Robert Weaver. Yeah. He said, why... If you're letting him leave, why didn't you just let him leave in the first place? Why did you, you know, grab him and take take it through this whole process? And the the answer was, well, because we have laws and we can't just let somebody go just because they can say, well, I I was able to get away from the government. Yeah, fleed justice. Right. Yeah. So we we had an opportunity. We kept him. We put him through, and that's what our laws are all about right good good observation now of course it goes straight over to mr and mrs mcgreer the elderly couple from episodes two and three actually and one all three but they kind of they, they do more focusing on on uh 
well, at that time it was uh, Rajneesh Purim. Yeah, but they they were the they were people in antelope. antelope. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so of course you see them, and of course all they say is we were relieved and happy. The community had a big sigh of relief. Now let's quote. Now, of course, since everything's done, everyone's arrested, everyone is in jail or out of the country. What about the ranch? So Swami had responsibilities. Swami, remember, he was the mayor. Mm-hmm. He was the mayor. Plus, he was their attorney. And he was their attorney. Now, of course, uh, the followers now, once the you know once he's gone, he's gone. There's no there's no purpose or reason to even stay in Oregon. And of course, guess what? Everything, everyone's leaving the sinking ship. the The legal situations drained all of the finances. Mm-hmm. According, well, according, there's no need to stay anyway. So, the he's gone. The com- there's no money to sustain the community. There's no point in staying. And of course, they did have a, some street people saying, I'm staying here until they kick me off. Which they probably did. Which they probably did. So, of course, <laughs> you know, they shows a Swami, and Swami, you know, he's saying he's leaving the ranch after the trial. There's no, There was no point for him to stay. Well, he had a lot of pressure. He was trying to, you know, do all this stuff, but it just got so overwhelming. And he was his, I think it was his girlfriend, Yeah. was uh, Isabel. Yeah. And she had some responsibilities of authority there, but... They, they went off to a little retreat in the mountains, and Isabel said, you know, I, I have to leave. And so he says, I'm going with you. Yeah. So he leaves the ranch, and of course he's reminiscing on what they've created and what was there. And, and no, I'm going to keep that common for the show as well, or yeah, for the wrap-up wrap show. show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then of course it goes to Sunny, who, sunshine. I have to do that every time I say her name now. I've been doing it, actually. So anyway, <laughs> Sunny, sunshine, leaves the ranch, and she starts... Uh, reminiscing the same thing and they're bringing some tears to her eyes because you know what she was there from the beginning too she wasn't just a Johnny come lately she was there from the beginning now to the antelope people I'm sorry Rajneesh Purim now known as antelope once again so of course everyone's leaving guess what it's time for the people to take back their community they renamed the town back again to antelope they changed the street signs because remember when they actually took over antelope and they changed the Rajneesh Purim they changed all the street signs and everything else. So they got their town back. And, of course, they had a, a banner uh, saying uh, antelope hostages dot, 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 free at last. Of course, they elected a new government because, obviously, everyone who was in charge originally at the ranch have left. Then they also installed a flagpole with a plaque on it. Now, this is what the plaque reads. Dedicated to those of this community who, throughout the Rajneesh invasion and occupation of 1981 to 1985 remained resistant and remembered and then the second part is is a quote the only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing by N. Min Burke. We were talking uh, about this it reminds me still of Red Dawn. Yep the ending of Red Dawn where they talk about the plaque yes you are correct. About the plaque yes. That, That was in Colorado. Now of course the community just wasn't there anymore. The town was just a little bit of a shell of itself. Now, well, because is, a lot of people left. A lot of people left, yeah, remember? They're, and they're not coming back. They're not coming back, no. So, basically, what, over was half no... the town was bought up. They sold, they at least bought half or two-thirds of the town. They bought the, the cafe. So, during this time, you see just the decay 
of the of the city of Antelope. Right, and this is a place that not everyone's going to come to. There's not anybody backfilling all these places. So when the original townspeople left because of the Roshnishis, bought them out, then now the Roshnishis are all leaving, okay, because they don't own that property. That was part of the 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 organization. So individuals did not own those homes in Antelope. That's correct. So they're all leaving. Mm -hmm. So there's no one to take, you know, the cafe is done. The school is done. done. And nobody's there to backfill even today. I mean, I would be interested in going there just to see what was left. Yeah. You know, and this is, okay, 85, 95, 2005. Okay, so this is uh, 30, 30 years ago. 30, 30 plus over years 30, ago, yeah. Yeah, over 30 Sheesh. plus years ago. And it's not grown. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. So, of course, that's pretty much it kind of fades to black on that. And then, of course, guess who pops up? Good old Sheila. Now, this is the interview that she did when she was in prison. So, this was in 1987, I believe. Mm. I remember that. Okay. She was interviewed by uh, somebody in the uh, media. Yes. And then, of course, they talked about her, the poisoning of the town. And, of course, she said people get sick all the time. You know, it's not easy. She's basically saying that we didn't do it, you know. Um, she said, why should I care? People get sick every day, all the time. Yeah. And then, of course, she laughed at the Oregonians. Yeah, the Oregonians. She laughed at them. She says, you think, you know, you're laughing at me because I'm in prison, but I'm laughing at you because you missed the teachings of the Bhagwan and that intelligence. You didn't understand the Bhagwan. You didn't understand me, and you missed out. Yeah, and, of course, during that interview, there was no remorsefulness at all. Uh, she didn't care for the U.S. or their laws. That was her words. But Well, and, and we know that because all through this whole process when she started, she never really cared for their law, our laws because only just to use them against Yeah, just to take advantage of them. That's yes. correct. Uh -huh. And, of course, she said she wasn't going to talk to her about her experiences in jail either. So, you know, there we go. And then, of course, now that we're done with Sheila at that time, and, of course, guess what? What happened to the Bhagwan? He went right back to India. He still had followers there. He had there. tons of followers because as he got off the airplane, that airport in Delhi was packed. And, you know, then they, they never got rid of their place in Poon. No. They never got rid of it. It's still there. That uh, was a wise move. That was a very, right, backup plan. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Sheila. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, of course, he's speaking now. At this moment, he's speaking about his experience in the United States. He says, quote, if they harass me... They can harass you. Oh, the uh, organ was, it was a beautiful experiment that failed. Now remember, he doesn't have, it, it's, according to him, it was Sheila's idea about organ, not him. But that's not true. But that's not, it's, it's definitely not true. So of course, they're back in Pune, or Pune is now what they call Pune. Of course, during this time, you know, he's lost pretty much Rolls Royce fleet collections gone. Well, I think that he's he's ill. We know that he's not feeling well. He's yet. not feeling well. He's probably he's, depressed. He's failing, and so he's decided he's not the Bhagwan yeah, anymore. He's, no longer he's Bhagwan. not that person. So Swami says, "Well, we got to call you something. So what are we going to call you, Prince?" And so funny, it yeah. ended up that someone suggested that they call him Osho, which is a Japanese term for a, a revered master. Yeah. So that's where Osho comes in as the new name that he goes by yeah, for the rest of his life. For and the rest now of his life. 
his his books and oh, everything. Now Osho, Osho instead of Bogwan. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's funny because in the beginning you're like, oh, who is this Osho person that Swami's speaking of in episode one, and everyone else is saying Bogwan. And of course, you put two and two together, but you know it's a nice little cliffhanger about when he changes his name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so of course his health is a, is failing, and then of course he is now no longer speaking again. Well, yeah, he can't. He probably doesn't he probably have the. Do the gumption to do it yeah so all he was basically doing was he was going to the buddha hall and he was just coming out to bless the people now the buddha hall was their big meeting area yeah it was their big it was their big old huge tent area like they had back in uh in oregon mm-hmm. and of course uh and so yeah so yeah. so there was a uh, so swami is telling the story he decided well you know what he found out that osho was back in well he was in india so obviously he was there but there was a time when he came out to bless the people. Swami said he was about in the third row. Third row, yeah. And he saw his toe over the the podium. And he was just willing him to stay alive. Like trying to say, you know, put his, his energy. In, inner, yes, channel his energy into it. So he must have felt something. But see, now to me, this whole story that he tells, and we'll, we'll tell the rest of it. Then a day goes by. And then everyone is told to come back to the Buddha Hall. Back to the Buddha Hall, yep. And they're having a big meeting. Yes. The doctor comes out. Yeah. And he announces that Osho has passed away. That his life left his body. Yeah. And that there was, um, he says, I give you my dream. That was his last words. Yes. I give you my dream. I give you my dream. Then everybody in the Buddha Hall, because they're trained this way and this is how they believe, they kind of start celebrating. Yeah, they start celebrating. Instead of his weeping life, and yeah. wailing and all that stuff, yeah. they celebrate his life and they're shouting and you know Dancing all that. All that stuff, I yeah. don't know what Swami was doing at yeah. that point, but no, um, I think it. he was sort of like in a daze, probably in a, in a shock. State, yeah, you know. Of course, then they do show the funeral. And that was right pretty quick after. Very quickly. I think it's in the same meeting. Really? It's what it looks like to me. Yeah, it does, huh? Because they want to say, this is what happened. They all celebrate. Then they they bring him and they have It's very weird, yeah. Well, they have a different way of doing it. They have a different way of doing it, yeah. And of course, they have their way of celebrating. It was just, to me, it looked like it was like, okay, he passed away. Yay, bring out the body. Well, that's know. what they did, that's and then what, they exactly, had it, what it looked like flowers. It they had like pallbearers, only they were all women in white robes. Yeah, well, he was on a stretcher, but he was covered in flowers, mm-hmm. and they went straight to the crematorium for his body to be burned. So, of course, well, they don't mess around. They don't have oh, all no, the no, don't have the cremation yeah. or the I'm sorry, the uh, stuff to preserve your body. Yeah, so of course, there's Swami. Of course, there's tears in his eyes. Like I said, with Swami, this is my one thing. I'm going to say, I he he legitimately loves. Osho. Mm-hmm. He legitimately has love for this guy, so I kind of feel feel him there. I feel him there. Well, he was a true believer also. He was a true believer. And of course, all I could say was he was such a gift. He, mm-hmm. he said that a couple times. Now, of course, the ashes, now they were walked through the streets with celebration, and of course they see you know, an older gentleman carrying the, the urn, and of course there were flowers, petals being thrown everywhere. Of course, like I said, they were celebrating. Different, different culture. Okay, so then of course Mishanti B., pops up into screen and of course that she felt strongly indifferent when he died she said it was uh it was something behind me now she feels like she was she was after she she was in prison for all those time for 10 years 
So well, actually, she didn't go ten years. She was only she only did like three and a half to four it was years. Three and a half, four. Okay. Yeah, she did that. And then she and went she, home. She well, she she came out of prison. She was forty three years old, but was a child. Was In a other child, words, yeah. she didn't mature beyond what she should have been. Yeah, no, because remember, she packed her and her family up in her early 20s to India. Yeah. So, from Australia to India. Though, of course, then she talks about, you know, moving on with her life. She built a juice bar in Germany. Well, she her parents welcomed her home because yeah, she, she had nowhere to go. nowhere to go. So, the parents welcomed her. God I believe the parents that. must have been in Germany. It's possible. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. You because know, she did go back to Germany. She did go back to Germany, yeah. Where she had the juice bar, and that's where she met her husband. So that raises other questions because I know when she left Australia, she had her husband and her children. So I don't think that lasted. That may have not have lasted. I really don't know. We still, have, I still have to read that book. She. Oh, I know, but yeah, I, she has a book. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it in the wrap-up show. Anyway, now she still, now she still had an arrest warrant for some reason, in in Portland. Well, yeah, she did. So she had this arrest warrant, but let's talk about... Oh, yeah. So she had this arrest warrant. She was charged, remember, for the trying to kill the doctor. Right. Of the arson. Yeah. And, of course, all the conspiracy with it. Right. Okay. What she wasn't charged with, they found out later after they dug through every bit of I don't know paperwork. any of this, so this is new I know. Me. After they dug through every bit of paperwork, this was she had already been in her prison sentence. And she did and her sentence she, for those crimes. And she yeah. left the country legitimately. Yeah, mm-hmm. Then they dug up in like 1989-90. She's already gone. They found out of her assassination attempt. Oh, that's right. Of Charles Turner. Oh, my they gosh. They didn't know that. So they found out that she had the assassination attempt. That's she right. She did the she, guns. She was she, hanging out the McDonald's across the street with the coffee and smoking a cigarette for the first time. Yes, and she went I to forgot. Texas before that. That's right. The, she the gun went and pots. bought all those guns. Yes. And then she... Took him back over state lines. She gave him, yeah, I, that whole I totally forgot thing. about that. I thought that was taken. No, 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 was no, not, was taken, not care taken care of. Care of. Oh my and gosh, hence why she had right. an international arrest warrant for her, which go on to the next. But yeah, no, because the could, next step. Yeah, because when she's in Germany, she doesn't get. He can't get extradited she, in Germany. Right. Well, no. Well, right. If she stayed in Germany, she she could she's be there. free. She's fine. Yeah, but, but if she leaves it, she's she, she's, she's internationally she's internationally wanted. wanted. By the Interpol. Okay. No, no, no. I did not know that. I'm legitimately so did not know. So now there's a reason. So, yeah, the yeah. reason why. Well, this is what happened. She got a phone call in the middle of the night, and it was uh, it was about her son. Uh, her son had a tumor. Now uh, he's grown up he's and married grown up at and this married, yeah. point, and he lives in Australia. Oh, yes, sir. it's correct. He moved back to Australia. Uh, he had a tumor. In order for her to go see her son in Australia, because he is passing away because of the tumor was very was a deadly tumor. Uh, she had to go back to Portland. Well, yeah, because she couldn't go. She couldn't had, go. She had to go so to she Portland had to, clear, to this up. clear this up. So basically what happened was, well, no, this is what happened was, was that her and her husband decided to say, you know what? I want to see my son. I can't do this. So she goes, her and her husband, get on a plane, straight to Portland. And this is where I almost cried. Right. They go up. They go, they they go, go to Portland. They go into the they, they face, She goes to face the music. That's what mm-hmm. she says. She goes to face the music. She's in court. She reads a statement, which I does. She doesn't mention what she did the statement, but I'm pretty sure she explained what happened, mm-hmm. and that she, you know, she. What did the she said her statement? What did the judge say? Okay, so so basically, after her statement, um, the judge said something about you know 
sometimes judgment trumps mercy, mm. and that's okay. Yes. But sometimes mercy overcomes judgment, and in this case, that's what it is. So he sentenced her to time served. So Boom. yes. So once the gavel hit, she was ba- she, she was, was no free. longer a criminal. She was free to go, and the I mean, her statement was so. I guess heartfelt mm-hmm. that not only did the judge, you know, congratulate her, but so did the FBI agents. They were all on her side. Everybody was on her Everybody side. Everybody was on her side. So good for her. Um, so she was no longer was no a criminal, long, and she, no she criminal could go to her son. To her son, where he ended up unfortunately passing away of the tumor. But at least mm-hmm. she was there. You know, that's awesome to whatever extent you want to take it. Now, she's now that we're done with, with her now, it's Sheila. Dun, dun, dun. After prison. So, of course, she's talking about it. You know, she felt that she left the hypocrisy. Which was Bhagwan. Which is the Bhagwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to uh, open, to, to be open about the Bhagwan sannyasins, to look at the reality of the whole situation. You know, because guess what happened? Here's a nice little twist, which Bhagwan I forgot. Bhagwan did not have He a did not die death. a natural death. No, he did not. What happened was is that the doctor who wrote the death certificate was not the. It was it not. It was not that doctor that we're thinking of, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, it was an outside doctor, like a coroner. It was a coroner. Yes, it was not the the sannyasin doctor. doctor. No, that was not him. It was no. He said that on the death certificate it was an overdose, so he died. So what happened was is that the everything started coming about the inner circle. Now the inner circle is. And from what it looks like, it looks like the Hollywood crowd. It definitely was the was, doctor. There's 20 people in 20 that. 20 people total. The doctor was one of them. Uh, uh, Hasia, which Hasia, married the doctor. Which married the doctor. Sonny was another one. And whomever, yeah, fill we in don't, the blanks. Yeah, the people that we don't know. People we don't know. But the, this is what Sheila had to say about the inner circle. The same people who were drugging him were the same people who were looting him for his riches. It was in, in her past... She is uh, moving forward. is moving forward in her life. She feels that she has had come out has with the come upper out with hand. an upper hand, despite what the world thinks of her. She feels like she she's above and beyond. Good. But also, she when she's talking at this point, she's talking to the current people in charge. Yeah, the current sannyasins. Yeah, and they're in the Osho International. Osho or whatever International. It is. Yeah. And she's specifically talking to them because this is her platform. And she says, it was your responsibility to take care of Bhagwan. At least in my time, he was safe. What had she learned? Well, she learned to implement the Bhagwan's teaching in her daily life. And then she is now going on to another enterprise. And so you want to talk about what she's doing currently. Now she says she has a new commune. And that is with old and young people uh, schizophrenia to dementia from Parkinson's to Alzheimer's uh, she didn't want the old people to be rejected now when she's talking about this and they're showing the house that, that, that she lives in I know she has a couple of them it's not just one right she has, she a has few, like a few of a these few, homes a few of these homes mm-hmm. now the Bogwans she still calls her the Bogwan does not call her Osho calls him Bogwan no he, she wasn't there when wasn't it, there, it so was he's always Bogwan. Yeah. so there's photos of him all over the house She's with her in it too, with, by the yes, way. Yes, I did see that. Mm-hmm. Now it's a resting home for all elderly people, and this is what I thought was beautiful. It was her comment about this. It was a wonderful way to say thank you 
Thank you to, to existence. Yes. So it, it's a nice little, you know, and and when she's talking about it, you see the f- people that and the folks that are living in there. She's saying that they can stay here until their last dying day. Yeah. They're treated like human beings. Like they she's sing, a, they dance. dance. I mean, it, they honestly, live in, it made in me. Safety it made me smile. And comfort. Yeah, it made yes. me smile. I'm not gonna lie, it made me smile. Oh, that's great. It, I'm not that much of a jerk, but uh, <laughs> um, no, it made me feel good. It really made me feel happy. It's like, well, you know what. It's, I'm not completely redeeming my opinions about you, but you know what? Good for you. You know what? Pay for your crimes. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did say that in the just to let you know, she says in the United, she had paid for all of her crimes in the United yes, States, did. and that's it. And she says in Europe and Switzerland, she says once you pay for your crimes and you don't continue being a criminal, you are not a criminal. Yeah. And I started thinking about that and I said, well, you know, that's true because with our system, hey, you're a felon, you're a felon, you're a felon. Even if you're, you haven't done anything for 20 years, you're still a felon. Yeah. You can't vote. There's other privileges. Well, you it know. comes off your record, but there's certain things that you can't do anymore. Yeah. But you're still a felon. Still considered now, a felon. Now, in Europe, as she's saying, or in specifically Switzerland, because that is a very neutral country, you know. Very. When you've paid your debt to society, paid, you don't have that label anymore. Yeah. So anyway, so now it goes over to the Sinyasins now, which is off. So we just kind of Osho International. Osho International. We kind of leaked it out a little bit earlier. Okay. Now it still has plenty of communities in South America, Asia, and in Europe. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna fly over here in the United States. They may have one. Yeah, they might. They might. I ain't looking. We didn't look. It. Who cares? <laughs> well, something for the wrap-up show. Maybe I'm. Yeah, might that's care. true. Yeah. But uh, Pune is still thriving. People still visit there. A lot of Europeans still visit there. And they showed it, and it they looks very it. resort-like. It's very resort-like. And very calm it, and clean, and you know, a, nothing which you would think and, of India. Yeah, you know? no, and then there's, of course, there's computers to show you all the classes you can take. I'm and, sure, though, you pay quite a bit of money. Oh, yeah. Because they probably have places but that to thing, stay. Yeah, well, you think of it this way. When you kind of take a look at the timeline now versus then, they owned it back in the 70s. So it's pretty much... Well, right. And I believe that the Bhagwan had, you know, quite a bit of money. He had money. He had money. And he... now they've been uh, going on and on with these publications. Well, well yeah. Yes. Well, they have a, over. They just recently signed a thousand book contracts and uh, in 50 different languages. So... All over it's the world. all over the world. So his teachings are, are still being taught to this day. Mm-hmm. So the machine is still running. Yep. Okay, so now then it ends to good old Mr. John Silvertooth. We haven't seen him in quite a few. So here's Mr. Silvertooth, and this is what he says. I think it was a fleece since day one. I thought that he was just an old con man taking advantage of rich and young Europeans trying to find God. They thought it was an easy target. They saw that, so they set yeah, they up shop. they saw all the money. They, yeah, they saw all the money, so they set up shop, and they created Bhagwan thinking that they wanted to belong and believing that having sex all day will send them to heaven. And if you notice when he said that, that like a little beam of light showed up above him. So, oh. It was actually, it was kind of a nice little tasteful thing. But, you know, he didn't, you know, he still thinks to this day that it's, it's it still a con. con. It's still a con. Mm-hmm. It's still a con. And, of course, we're talking about the ranch. Everyone, you know, forgot about the ranch. That's which is actually. The big muddy ranch. The big muddy ranch, that which, used is, to which be, is a character. Uh, yeah, and it used to Rajneesh be uh, Rosh. No, no. Yes, Rod Rajneesh Purim. That was the original one until so they took over Antelope. Yeah, and I got it. Then. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, it was bought by Dennis Washington, uh, who's a billionaire. Uh, in Montana. In Montana. So he bought the ranch and he gave it to Young Life, which is a Christian youth organization. Now, John Silvertooth has other words to say about that, and he, which was really kind of funny where he says, we went from, from free sex Rajneeshis to no sex Young Life. <laughs> he says it's kind of like a cult too, but nobody's perfect, right? But they're better neighbors than than they were, and they're not waving AK forty sevens in your face. <laughs> so, like, hey, he had a little light heart. Honestly, I want to. Maybe one day we should make a, a pilgrimage to to antelope. to antelope just to see. Well, we're not going to go out to the lap until, unless we're invited to go because I want to see his collection of stuff. I was just <laughs> looking at it because you see it behind him the whole time we're going through this journey together. And it's like, oh, man, I would love to have one of those T-shirts. Anyway, so, of course, it comes back to Swami. Now, uh, this is what Swami's opinion now, was. Now, he's, he's talking about the government. He's talking about the government. Okay. Yes, he is. Are you at the United States government? Yeah, the yeah. United States government. They, well, not just the U.S. government, but also the people. Just the people just in the general people society, in general society, right? That okay. they trade on people's fear. They totally misrepresented who, who you are. Now, they, now, when he's talking, they go from old interviews to new interviews. This is, this is uh, he's saying this in an interview when he was already gone and he's about to leave. I don't even, he may have not left the, the ranch yet because he was still all in red. But he was, you know, like oh, he, he was still officially, he was officially representing him. Yes. He said the U.S. has failed to recognize the most beautiful man ever seen. They failed to recognize the contribution that he had to offer to this country and to this world. And he also did mention that it's somewhat difficult and painful to talk about what happened to Osho in the United States. But then, of course, he talks about, you know, before he died. Osho, Osho. said, yeah, yeah, Osho said, hey, I wanted to talk to Swami. And he did call him in. And what did he say? He said that uh, he wanted me to clear his name about what happened in Oregon. So, of course, what it does is that after he says that, it starts to pan out uh, him working on a book. And Swami working, Swami on, the working book. on a book. So, well, gosh, now how many? We're talking thirty plus says, years, he and he hasn't it's been done a long this book. Time. Oh, he's working on it. Oh, trust me, if it comes out, I might buy it. I just might buy it, just out of curiosity. And now, of course, this is what he said that he calls him the master of masters. And then, of course, his final words in the documentary was, "What start, start the journey and change your life." And that's it. And then, of course, now everyone's kind of closing everything out. They're they're closing the, the series down uh, Mishanti B uh, she brings up a, a lesson that Osho taught, uh, talked about the Zen master seeing that his disciple was ready for enlightenment so he struck his disciple with a stick and killed him but before he did kill him he received the enlightenment now her feelings were did I miss the blow it took many years for her to shake that thought of failure from her uh, she did write a book it is breaking the spell. I bought it. I haven't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to reading it. It was a very hard book to find. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit just about that, the Zen master. The Zen master, okay. Okay, and then upon seeing that his disciple is about to be enlightened, he would strike him to kill him, and right before he died, he'd be enlightened. That doesn't make sense to me because it's like he's he's jealous. I mean, to me... He doesn't want his. Why, why, isn't why, the Zen was, why does he have to die in order to be enlightened? Well, why is the Zen master even alive then? If if he's he's the master of enlightenment. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, nope. well, he's 
threatened by that disciple becoming enlightened. He's going to kill him, but the one reward is he's enlightened right before they die. I don't understand that. Well, you know what? That's I didn't even look at it that light. It's a fan, you know what? You brought up a very good point. Was it jealousy? Because one's actually legitimately living the life versus one playing a role. That's right. So I think that in her saying that, uh, uh, Shanti B, she finally came to the fact that, you know what? She did not miss the blow. No, no, she didn't miss the blow. She didn't miss the blow. And then, you know, that's... Okay, that's, so let's that's, the wrap up that's, on that's, Sheila. The, now, it's the, now it's the wrap up on Sheila. Now Sheila, you know, that, that, that's the last thing that that Mishanti B says in the series. In the series, okay. Yeah, and then and Sheila, now it's, like I said, wrapping it up. Sheila, of course, the, the main, uh, one of the main characters here. Yes, go ahead. Um, she, she asked the question, who am I? Okay. Doesn't know if she will go to heaven or hell. Mm. It doesn't matter. She said, I will create my own paradise. Mm. Then she says her last little thing to that sannyasin community. Yeah. Because she does have the platform. She does. Sin community, you are neglecting the whole experiment of Oregon by removing it from his biography. Don't kill him by concentrating and feeling ashamed of this scandal. Mm. Don't forget every one of us was part of that scandal. And that is why I know she was directing it to them because a lot of these people are still involved in that uh, circle of 20. And I think that Jay, remember we called him Jay, Janana Dada, mm-hmm. that the corporate, I mean the banker. Yeah, he's still involved. Yeah, he's still involved. He's, still he's involved. the head of it. He's the head of it, yes, correct. Yes. In fact, they were married at one point. That's Oh, that's right, they were. But we, I they missed this. Oh my gosh, I forgot they, they were. were married. And so... I'm I'm sure it was just for her to be coming over to the United States, you know, Probably. the sham oh, marriage yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, good point. But I mean, she's just saying that you're taking that part out because they want to erase Sheila. Yeah. And well, they still have the blood on their hands too because they were all involved in the scandal. Yeah, and you know what? You know, with the with her saying and regarding the same people who drugged him was the same people who are uh, looting his riches. We'll get into that in a wrap-up show. So sure enough, after everything is all said and done, what does Sheila say? She said, are we done? And they said yes. And she goes, oh, my life. I thought it would never end. You know, this this interview process. And she says, we definitely all need a drink. Well, according to what I read, she had like almost four days of interviews. Oh, that's that exhausting. Was, you know, and she had this big thing. But, I mean, obviously they cut it up. But yeah. she, it would have been fascinating for me Just to watch, watch four days of interviews with Yeah, her. you know what? I bet you there it's out there. I doubt it. Well, no, if they release a DVD, well, they might if they later, release a collection this is or such, something. This is so fascinating. Success, success that if they do, like you said, release that, oh that DVD set. Unedited interviews with all the... Oh. Like, oh. We'll cover that. <laughs> no, because Carl and I feel like these are like people we really know now. Well, and, and the thing, too, is, folks, is that if you think we only watch these things one time, you're nuts. My, I, I think I, I watched each episode no less than five times. Yeah, I'm about average. And that doesn't that. count the first time that I watched yeah, when it we decided months ago. When, when it first came out. Mm-hmm. When this first came out, I was like, oh, man. Oh, 
I'm a junkie for this stuff. I'm like, well, you were the one that told me I'm, about yo, it. Dude, and I've then been telling everybody it. about this. I'm like, yes. you guys need to watch this. And sure enough, man, I ate this alive. So we've had a really good time just getting this ready and presenting this ep- these episodes for you. Yeah, and you know what? Like I said, you can't make this stuff up. And just to, like when we talk to other people about certain religions and things, and our experiences with different belief systems when we talk about some stuff that we do know for that is fact they can't believe they can't it. believe it that i don't believe that <laughs> how stupid can you be you i mean well for example you know there's that tv show with uh, um what's her name uh, leah remini leah remini well that's true yeah no well, leah well remini. just just google it if you if, you from you must not be belie- breathing if you don't know about the Lee Remini show. Same thing. They talk about stuff that you couldn't that imagine. You, like there's no yes, it yes, it does happen. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a fascinating. You can't make it up, folks. You just can't make it up. So anyway, that's it for episode six. I am just I can't wait for our wrap up show. I can't wait either. Oh my gosh! Oh, this is where we bring the big. The Big Louisville Slugger. Alrighty. Okay. Well, on that note, good night, Holly. Good night, Carl.